Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the food fan here at Food Fan Headquarters with another exciting episode of Asheville Food Fans. It's a podcast that I record throughout the week and then I put it together for broadcast on WPVM 103.7 FM, the voice of Asheville, broadcasting to the world. Alrighty, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Food Fan Show, hosted by me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan, here in Asheville, North Carolina, and I've got a great show for you today. I had a conversation with my good friend, Kara Irani from Mana Food Bank, that's coming up, and I also went on an adventure with my cohort at Asheville Food Tours, uh patty riles and patty and i we do a lot of lunch junkets together that get featured on facebook and instagram and substack but and occasionally we'll do a dinner junket and what junket really means in this context is that we're sort of there on behalf of the food tour company we're doing it as research or recon or just outreach these kinds of things for the food tour company. And, but Patty wanted to try doing something new. He was wanting to contribute to the show, to the podcast here, the food fan show. And he wanted to do a segment called fork around and find out. And so we do that. And what, what we decided, he just, Patty just came up with the title. I had to come up with what it was all about. Although he helped me for sure. It was his idea. And I helped, uh, I helped him. I helped him to hone it in. And what we do, what we're gonna do for this segment, and what we've done already, and the future is unwritten, so who knows? But uh what what we did already was we went on an adventure to a place that I have never been, but I have always been very curious about. And Patty had only been to this place a long time ago. And I won't tell you just yet where we went. You'll have to stay tuned to find that out. But in the meantime, I, I, I've got something to say. I had an arepa today, and uh doesn't matter much to me as long as I'm fed. But this arepa was so ding-dang good, and I want to recommend the arepas at Little Chango. It's the tiny little yellow box on the south slope across the street from Bears Barbecue and the Asheville Sports Club or whatever that's called, where people are playing pickleball. Pickleball. I, I, I guess I'm getting to the age where I should be learning how to play pickleball. Uh, my my MMA days are over before they even got started, and uh, I'm terrible at every other sport, uh, including MMA, which I literally have never done. But uh, yeah, I'm not much of a sportsy type of a guy. But maybe I'll get into pickleball. I ride a I I used to ride a bike a lot, and I walk a lot. Those are my main forms of exercise and eating is my other main form of exercise. And I was exercising at Little Chango earlier today. I got an arepo, which is like a cornmeal, like a masa uh, pancake with, uh, and theirs have the stuff piled on top rather than inside. And it had, I got the one with the pulled pork and it comes with some slaw, some pickled onions, some sauces and such. And it's quite delicious. The pork was very moist. It is not hot, but they have some firewalker hot sauce right there for you. We all love Firewalker hot sauce here in Asheville, North Carolina. It's one of our longest, most beloved, it's with the longest uh, legacy here in Asheville and one of the most beloved hot sauces. 
It's uh, it's created by our good friend Franco. Thanks a lot, Franco. We appreciate your efforts. But uh, yeah, anyways, that's it. I got an arepa and it was good and I recommend it. Get on down to the South Slope. Go to Bears. Go to, to uh, Little Changos. Go to the sports club there. Play some pickleball. I think that's what I was getting at, that I'm getting the age where I should be playing some pickleball because it's for old people. Did I already say that? I don't know. I, I like the idea of a sport where you get to eat pickles, though. Like, that sounds good to me. So sign me up. Love pickles. Uh, and uh, yeah, so as I record this, there are just a few more days of Buxton Hall barbecue left. And I've actually stopped by a couple of times and looked at the menu and haven't gone in. I'm going to get in and sit down and have me a catfish sandwich pretty soon. But the reason I haven't gone in is because they didn't have anything on the menu that I hadn't eaten very recently that was good to go like take out. And I wasn't in the mood to sit down because I had just come from work and I just wanted to get home. So uh, I, I did other things. I bought, I had some peanut butter crackers that I bought at the food co-op. And I love the French Broad Food Co-op. And here's a shout out to them. If you need groceries and you work downtown, go to the French Broad Food Co-op. And I ran into one of my favorite people, Bobby, from the French Broad Food Co-op today. And he said, they're doing great. And so that's nice to hear. He said the food co-op is very successful and they are doing great. So go pay them a visit and join the food co-op to enjoy a nice little discount. All right, y'all, let's uh, get on with the rest of the show. All right, you ready? Yes. Okay. Western North Carolina is one of the hunger hotspots in the country. And although we think of Asheville as Food City USA, right now thousands of our neighbors are currently experiencing not enough. But you can help. Mana Food Bank has been serving the Western North Carolina area for over 40 years with much needed food support. And with Mana, just $1 can provide four meals. Learn more at manafoodbank.org. Oh my God, that was awesome. Yeah, that was great. Okay. All right. See, when it's rolling, that, that, yeah. that's what it was. Once you get it and you get that confidence, and then yeah. you're just like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. bring it on. I'm ready for my close up. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's now, now that I'm recording, let's record us. Yeah. All right. Here we go. All right, everybody, welcome back to Food Fan Headquarters, and I have a guest with me today, one of my favorite people in the whole food world. I have Kara Irani from Mano Food Bank there. I messed up your name right in the beginning, Kara. <laughs> no, no, it's either Kara or Karen or Irani or, I mean, my maiden name was a, a, a whole cluster of consonants that nobody could ever pronounce. So I'm here and I'm happy to be whatever you want to call me. <laughs> Um, do you feel like divulging that maiden name? A-R-N-D-T. Pronounce that one. Uh, oh, I've seen that on Facebook. You've got it as your oh, sort yeah. of middle name there. Mm-hmm. Arndt. Yeah. Arndt. Yeah. Yeah. People That's, are like, That was huh? always a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Do I pronounce We used to call it like a cough. It was like Arndt, you know. Like... <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So, you know. All right. Well, 
Kara's here from Mana Food Bank, and Mana Food Bank is just this outstanding organization that feeds a lot of people in North Western North Carolina that are experiencing food insecurity or just not enough food to really meet their nutritional needs. And uh, you got some fun stuff coming up for the holiday season, and let's talk about something to do with turkeys. You mentioned yeah. turkeys. Yeah. So, you know, every year, one of the things that we really focus on is food as an access point for in being involved in the community, being engaged with your circles of friends and family. And often when people don't have enough money to buy food, they can't participate in things like holiday meals, you know, potlucks, simple stuff that we don't always think about as being one of the implications of struggling to afford enough. And so, um, yeah, we're doing our annual turkey drive right now at MANA. And every year we work really hard to source as many turkeys, different holiday proteins, um, holiday table, all kinds of stuff uh, that can really help people have that happy holiday season that we all look forward to, I know, all year long and be able to spend time with friends and family over some delicious food. So that's what we are working on right now is our big turkey drive. And it's going all the way through December 15th. You know, we do this all the way through the end of the holiday season. And um, so far this year, it's off to a kind of slow beginning, to okay. be a little honest. Um, yeah. And it's and, you know, I think there's a lot of reasons for that. Food costs are so high for folks. Everybody mm. is struggling with the same problems that the people that we're serving are struggling with. You know, we've seen wages go up in the last year, but it's not anywhere close to how much costs have risen. And I know all of us are feeling the bite at the grocery store and when we're buying food in general. So yeah, that's, that's our right. that's our big push right now. Okay. So how does it work? What are the logistics? How do we participate in your turkey drive? Yeah. So the best part about it is that you don't actually have to go to the store and buy a frozen turkey and put it in your freezer and then somehow bring it to Mana. We're actually doing a virtual version of our turkey drive as well. And so people can donate to our virtual turkey drive. And then we use those dollars at a wholesale level and with producers directly. And we can actually get more for our money that way through the actual funding that we can use for purchase. So that is um, the exciting piece is that, you know, the magic of food banking, we can get things at a cheaper cost um, with the, the folks that we work with. Um, and happily, we just received uh, information that an anonymous donor is going to give us a $15,000 match to help us meet our turkey drive goal. So if we can raise another $15,000, they will donate $15,000 to help us get past our goal for the year. So that is um, our big exciting piece right now that we're really, really thrilled to be able to put out to the community. Fantastic. And yeah. um, so just to reiterate, it is cheaper to donate to mana than it is to go buy a whole turkey and yeah. donate it like that turkeys are expensive you're right like people are are kind of faced with these high grocery bills right now mm -hmm. and uh turkeys are not cheap no. but so if you're thinking in your head well i can't really afford to buy a turkey for my family and a turkey for somebody else's family just the donation is can go a lot further so absolutely and you don't have to spend as much on a donation as you would on a whole bird you know right. we can we'll take whatever people can share right. uh and we will stretch it as 
far as it'll go. I mean, we are budget shoppers. Let me tell you, we're shopping <laughs> for over 150,000 people a month right now. So wow. we're looking for every sale <laughs> that yeah. exists. On yeah, Inner for World. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this matching donation, that's fantastic. Isn't that incredible? It is. So, and people can go on to manafoodbank.org. Yep. And yeah. On our homepage, we have a join our virtual turkey drive button and uh, you can go over there and make a safe, easy online donation that way. We are also accepting birds. So, you know, oh, okay. if you, so you love can do it either to, way. Absolutely. If you are out shopping and you see a deal on turkeys, mm -hmm. feel free to grab one and bring it by Mana. Um, we are actually accepting turkeys um, through December 15th, and we'll get, be getting, getting them out the door to folks over the next week or so for Thanksgiving. Um, so that's a really good opportunity too. If you have kids and you, you know, want to see the food bank, um, mm -hmm. it's a really fun, exciting kind of big place. So right. where's it yeah. located? We're on uh, Swannanoa River Road in East Asheville. Okay. Uh, we're right across from the municipal golf course. And okay. we have our, our warehouses right there on Swannanoa River Road. Yeah. And, and so they can go, they can drop off a turkey, they can check out the warehouse. and Absolutely. Get a sense of what Mana Food Bank is really doing. And what I'm going to imagine is a pretty impressively large operation. Like It is. Pretty I've seen pictures. <laughs> yeah, I've seen pictures. It's it's big. I need yeah. to get out to the Ding Dang Warehouse myself. I know. I know. Offered me a tour several times. It's just uh, you know, I'm not mobile. I'm. I know. I'm gonna come pick you up. <laughs> oh, okay. I'd be that'd be great. Yeah, yes. I'd be totally into that. Um, so, all right, Kara. Well, thanks for coming on and talking to us about your turkey drive. Thank you. And um. I'm going to try to start up a drive for you guys. And we, we talked about it that January is kind of a slim year for mana because yeah. people have spent a lot on the holidays. They've done a lot of their charitable giving during the holidays. Right. Um, and there's a lot of pressure to do so during mm -hmm. the holidays. Sure but is. with January being a little slimmer, I'll try to do my little fundraiser, my annual one in January, coinciding with my Stubby Awards. So that's great. Yeah. That's great. That, that's great timing. And everybody in your community who supports these drives are, I mean, I, I just want you to know that when we have a young mom driving through one of our markets and she's got her kids in the car and we're able to give her milk and eggs, it is, it's life changing. That's awesome. It's life changing. So awesome. I hope you all know that every single bit of that when you support Mana is, is changing somebody's life for the better oh, that day. That's great to know. It's a very uh, grassroots, hands-on, community-oriented <laughs> yeah. organization. Like what when you give those dollars, help. It's not like yeah. this big bureaucracy that oh, sucks yeah, up no. all the money and all of the uh, advertising sucks all the money away or anything like not that. Not at all. The we money... do not spend money on ads. We don't spend money. Literally 95 cents of every single dollar that comes to Mana goes directly to food support. That, that is really how dedicated this whole organization is. And it's also a testament to how much volunteers help us move our mission forward. MANA is not really the nonprofit. It's really this network of gi this giant network of volunteers all across the mountains. And that's really what makes this magic happen every single day for people. So awesome. Yeah. And, and for the public, every single Instagram post you make, 
can be a man of bank food bank fundraiser. Absolutely. Every time you post to Instagram, you can attach a fundraiser to it. And mana is one of those just type M A N N and it'll pop up. And uh, I've done it in the past and I've raised a couple hundred bucks here and there with the various Instagram posts. Some of them raise no money. Some of them raise 200 bucks, you know, Even and, if you can raise 20 bucks, that's 80 meals, yeah, 80 meals worth of food that we can help distribute. So it really, every little bit really does make a difference. That's fantastic. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, all right. And it's Kara. a problem that we can all solve because we know how unsolvable so many of our world problems are. This is a problem that is solvable. <laughs> well, you and I had a longer conversation about that a couple of months ago where yep. I asked, how come we can't solve this problem? And you said, well, we can and we know how and we did for a little bit yeah. <laughs> with the child tax care cut mm-hmm. or something like child yeah. care tax cut benefit or I forget the terminology, but hunger went way down and then it spiked again. Um, And so we know it can be solved. It just takes willpower. Mm -hmm. It takes political power. It takes voting for people who are interested in solving the problem. And it takes awareness. And in the meantime, it takes us and our donations and the bigger donors who match our donations. So, Absolutely. yeah, everybody get on manafoodbank.org and that's right. And give what you can. There's a spot for everybody at our table. So come join it. <laughs> oh, Kara, that was so cheesy. <laughs> Is that one? I mean, you know, I love it. I mean that in the most sincere. Way. I am nothing if not cheesy. I yeah, mean, yeah. I true. love that. That's you is saw that me your tear sp- up just now, right? Just even just talking about the mission. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Well, that's because you're doing good things, and it feels good to do good things. And I hope I I wish you a lot of success with the turkey. Uh, what does it have a fun name like the turkey trot or the turkey? We just keep it super simple. It's our turkey drive. Turkey drive. Okay. <laughs> right on. Well, good luck with the turkey drive. Everybody do what you can for manafoodbank.org. And Kara, have a wonderful day. Thanks. You too. Bye. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Kara. She is a very awesome person. I like her a lot. And I like what she does with Mana Food Bank. So for the rest of the giving season, as we call it, from pretty much day after Halloween, All Souls Day to uh, New Year's Day is the giving season. So get your mind in the giving way. And then, just to be a royal pain in your ass, I am going to continue the giving season into January, as you heard me promise to Kara that I will attach the man of my, my annual man of food bank fundraiser will begin in January. So essentially I will have skipped 2023. Oops. Uh, But as I said, I did some little fundraisers on, on Instagram. They didn't raise thousands, but they raised hundreds of dollars and all of you out there can do the same. Anyways, what the heck am I even talking about? I want to talk about the fact that I had a donut today and I I went to the underground cap. I'm going to make that mistake for the rest of my life. Formerly known as the underground cafe, currently known as stay glazed donuts. It was 
started by my friend Chef Jay Medford. It's currently owned by a very nice woman named Sam. And uh, geez, right now I'm spacing out on Sam's last name. Yikes. In my contact, she's listed as Sam, Sam Donuts, I think. Uh, I, but anyways, go and say hi to Sam. She's revamped and redone the whole Underground Cafe. And that space is so tiny. There is not a lot to work with. So she's done a remarkable job with what she's got. And she's making the craziest donuts. I got this pistachio and cranberry one. Very tasty. It had a piece of biscotti on top of it. So it's like doubling down on my baked goods there with the donut plus biscotti. So that and she is located in the basement of the Jackson building in Pack Square. Uh, Pack Square, still awesome. I mean, no, let me back up a little bit. Pack Square needs some spit and shine and polish and some nice work done and some TLC. There, where, where is it? Why is there no organization called the Friends of Pack Square or something like that to beautify it a little bit? Every ever since they took down the monuments, plural, uh, they haven't done anything to replace them or make it nicer or like sometimes it's just a garbage pit right there it's just trash and right now there's a bunch of busted up pumpkins and somebody did tie some nice uh ribbons on the tails of the pigs in uh peck square we'll see how how long that lasts uh but i just i think that you know it's the middle it's the center of our town and it's it needs some TLC and maybe I don't know maybe that's up to me maybe I should be down there with a push broom and stuff uh, maybe I'll do that maybe I'll put on a little orange vest and uh, uh, get a little broom and get out there and sweep up some stuff and start a whole community project and become a community leader and then one day I'll get elected senator and then like a year later I could be elected president and it would be the greatest thing that ever happened all right I'm I, I I'm gonna do it no promises though. So yeah, Pack Square. It's the while the square itself needs a little TLC. The businesses around it are awesome. You got French Broad Chocolate. It's a very sweet street, a little sweet part of town. You got French Broad Chocolates, and you have Steak Glazed Donuts. And uh, and just in case you didn't know, there is a cafe inside the Asheville Museum of Art, and it is uh, a rooftop cafe, and it's nice. It's a beautiful view of downtown Asheville looking down the south slope from the museum. So you're seeing like the top of the movie theater and down the south slope, trees and such, uh, mountains in the background, uh, Mission Hospital way in the background and stuff. And so, uh, yeah, very lovely little cafe on top of the Asheville Art Museum. I joined the Art Museum just so that I could go to the cafe whenever I wanted because it's unfortunately not accessible to the general public unless you buy a ticket to go to the museum. And I think the ticket's 15 bucks, but year round, it's only 50 bucks. So I splurged and unfortunately I'm dumb. And the only times I've tried to go to the cafe, it's been Tuesday. Oh, for some reason, Tuesday is a traditional day for museums to be closed. And I've never understood why, although it has been explained to me and it's been explained to me logically and so it's, I, I no longer wonder why. I just can't remember why there's a difference. All right, y'all, let's take a little break and then we'll come back. We'll go to, we'll go fork around and find out. And then I'll come back after that, do a few reviews and whatnot, and then we'll get the F out of here. All right. Bye for now. 
All right, y'all. This is me, Stu Hum, the food fan, and I am in the middle of downtown Asheville. I'm actually a little bit on the outskirts, I guess. I'm over near Woodfin Ave on North Market Street, and I am about to go to the Brazilian restaurant called Brasilia, and uh, I've never been there before. It's an independently owned restaurant, and uh, doing the Brazilian steakhouse thing where they wheel around the meats and you pay a fixed price and you turn your card from red to green and green to red depending on if you want more meats or not and i've never done this before and i'm here with my boy patty and we're actually recording a brand new segment of something a concept that patty came up with that is called fork around and find out so we're going to places that i've never been before and i'm gonna fork around and find out if i like them and i took a look at the brasilia website and I think I'm going to like it because it's a lot of charred meats, and I like that. Or seared meats, let me say. There's a difference between a char and a sear. And, uh, all right, getting excited. We're going to, uh, Patty's just paying the meter now, and then we're going to go on in and check it out. All right, folks, I'll check in with you in just a little bit. All right, folks, now we're inside of Brasilia, and it's Brasilia Churrasco uh, Steakhouse is the full name. I forgot to say the full name when I recorded outside. Um, and Patty and I have already been visited by our server, a very nice young gentleman named David, and uh, we've already visited the salad bar. And Patty, you have a very reasonable amount of food on your plate. <laughs> Tell me what you decide to go for. I decided to try the uh, cocktail shrimp because they look delicious, asparagus because they're near and dear to my heart, Green beans, roasted red peppers. Okay. Can you pinch it right there? Oh, there you go. One more? Yes, please. One more for you, sir? Yes. So you wanna share the plate? Yes, please. Perfect. All right, thank okay. you very much. Thank you. Right, we just got our first visit from the gaucho. Yes. The gauchos come along and they carve meat for you. And Patty, I didn't quite pick up what kind of meat this is. I looks... think it was a sirloin. Okay. But it looks delicious. It looks perfectly cooked. Yeah. Juicy and wonderful. I'm looking forward to trying that. Yeah. Uh, so back to your sides plate first, though, Patty. You got the asparagus because who doesn't love asparagus? Green beans because well, you have to. I'm really interested in this Alfredo covered broccoli. Yep. And then the mashed potatoes with mushroom gravy is the only thing I cheated and tried before we talked about it. That mushroom gravy is spectacular all right and you got some roasted peppers on that plate too i went for a little bit of everything <laughs> yes, like one of everything and my plate is enormously full i've got shrimp smoked salmon blue cheese cheddar cheese fontina cheese uh apple salad fresh fruit mashed taters with gravy um i've got uh mozzarella cheese uh, salads out the wazoo rice black beans even hearts of palm patty i love hearts of palm it's I, been ages since i've had any i, I do love seeing that on bar it's a very old school salad bar in Absolutely. a way and it's something that you don't see often anymore and nope. to be honest i've missed it if, if i'm gonna be completely honest yeah this is a place where you are completely in charge of your own destiny exactly yeah all right let's tuck into this food sounds good all righty, y'all. Now Patty and I are all done engorging ourselves on various steaks and meats and salad bar. And we're back in the car, which is the greatest soundproof uh, recording studio there is. 
Patty, what did you think of Brasilia? We, we forked around and we find out. What did you find out? I found out that I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, everything was tasty. The atmosphere is great. Um, again, like we talked about, for us, being Gen Xers, it's a bit of a nostalgia bomb. Felt mm-hmm. very familiar from my childhood. Uh I overall, I would say I had a very positive experience and look forward to going back. Yeah, I would say the same for me. Um, the atmosphere was very nostalgic. It's the kind of place where, like, your parents or your grandparents would take you to celebrate your birthday in 1970-something. <laughs> um, and the food was real good. Probably one of the standouts for me was the mushroom gravy and the mashed taters. They were really nice. Uh, the grilled pineapple was a surprise standout for me. In fact, on the website, I saw that pineapple was listed with the meats. And that's only because it's on a skewer and it's grilled. And it was super <laughs> delish. What did, you, what, what did you think of the pineapple? You weren't as big a fan as I was, but you ate some. I ate some, and it was delicious. Uh, so those of you who know me know I despise nutmeg unless it's fresh nutmeg. And it had a little bit of nutmeg, so not my favorite, but the brulee bananas at mm. the end. Uh, another surprise standout mm-hmm. that was absolutely wonderful. Uh, meat-wise, I think, honestly, that sirloin was probably my favorite of the of the afternoon. But Yeah. Well, what I found out when we forked around and found out, Patty, was that when you go to the steakhouse, stick with steak. (laughs) We did get a couple of pieces of chicken, and we were like, what are we doing to ourselves? Why are we eating chicken at the steakhouse? If you want chicken, go to Rocky's Hot Chicken Shack. You'll never be let down. But uh, at the steakhouse, stick with steak, you know? And there was a Brazilian sausage that I enjoyed very much. I was craving a German mustard with it, though, so that just must be my Teutonic heritage coming out there, Patty. Um, and yeah, the, the brulee bananas, those were another nostalgia bomb for me because I was telling you that when I was a little boy and looking back now, I think it might've been a case of like poverty food, you know, for dessert sometimes. And when we were sick or something, when we were little, my mom would warm up some milk and slice up some bananas into the warm milk and then put sugar and cinnamon over it. And so the brulee bananas brought a lot of that back to me. So, yeah, Patty, uh, what what was Brasilia before it was Brasilia? It was Magnolia's. <laughs> and Magnolia's had a reputation. It did. Magnolia's was one of the... It's where the industry folks used to go at the end of their shift. They had a really unique idea of three separate dining environments. It was absolutely wonderful. I have very fuzzy memories of it, uh, as does as did our server, David. He, he right. also was reminiscing about the good old days at Magnolia's. Uh, some of you might not call it good old. Uh, we're going to put the positive spin on it, but yeah. David mentioned something about his 20s being fuzzy, and he pointed <laughs> to a certain back room, and yeah, it was pretty funny. So yeah, Magnolia's uh, before had a, had a reputation. Uh, and Brasilia, I feel like it's a little under the radar. I actually would not recommend it so much for foodies as much as for eaters. Yes. And I've got a foot strongly in both categories, so a lot of highfalutin asparagus foam on some microgreens is going to appeal to me but so is a guy coming around our table with a sword that has meat on it and slicing <laughs> it off and so i would say if you're a big time eater go to brasilia the price is right mm-hmm. it was fixed price patty and for lunch it was what it's like 34 dollars a piece something like that something for like the lunch that. and yeah. and and you by far more than enough bang for your buck at that price and especially if you're going with a group of people you might not spend a lot of time with not might 
not know what everybody likes to eat, this is a good place because you're going to definitely find something for everybody. And bring your appetite. <laughs> bring your appetite. The more you eat, the more bang for the buck you get, obviously. Well, and the gauchos don't slow down. They just keep coming by and shaming you into taking another slice of meat. Patty, it was like the red side of our card was invisible. The <laughs> red side was up for most of our meal. And it did not deter the gaucho from coming along with his meat sword. Uh, that didn't sound good. <laughs> it's sort of me. That's right. And, uh, yeah, and sticking it to us. Uh, so, yeah, a big eater's experience. Um, I'm going to say not necessarily a farm-to-table experience. I could be wrong about that, but it felt like a commodity experience, and that's fine, man. That's part of why the price is low. And if you're going to go get a steak somewhere, like just a steak, you're going to pay that much or more. Yes. And at this one, you can eat as much ding-dang steak as you want. Salad. It's 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 definitely worth checking out. If you haven't been in a while, go try it again. I think I think uh, you're going to enjoy yourself. It definitely gets the one-eyed Patty seal of approval. There you go. Patty and Stu, we forked around. We found out. Uh, we're giving Brasilia Churrasco Steakhouse a thumbs up. We're recommending it to eaters. We're recommending it to eat steak on a budget. And we're recommending it for Gen Xers and older for that nostalgia factor. Absolutely. All right, Patty, thanks for doing this with me. I'm glad to. Thank you, ma'am. All right, everybody, let's do some food reviews because that's what I love to do the most. That's my favorite part. I remember back in the day, years and years, 10 years, more than 10, a bunch of years ago, when I used to do this podcast with Chef Joe Scully. And we always had a segment called, Where'd You Eat? And I would tell Joe about the 10 or 20 places I had eaten at that week. And he would tell me about the two or three that he went to. And it was my favorite part because I love to talk about food. But and, and so let's do that. Let's do that exact same thing. Let's talk about food. Where did I eat? Well, I took myself and my nephew on another one of my little self-driven personal food tours of downtown. I like to go downtown and just have small bites at a couple of places. Three is kind of my maximum in terms of my personal intake. Uh, and and with, with my nephew along, it was a little easier to do because somebody to share the small bites with. And we started at the same place that I started at the last time I did this. We went to Yum Sushi Burrito and Poke. Now, keep in mind, there's not a comma in between the word sushi and the word burrito in the name of this restaurant. It's a sushi burrito. I guess that means it's an extra huge sushi roll. I'm not quite sure. But I did. I wasn't there to get sushi burritos or poke. I went back to get more shrimp shumei. And you know, this is the third time in as many weeks that I've had shrimp shumei. And it is just a little deep fried. You can also get them steamed, but please deep fry them for me. A uh, little shrimp dumpling and not a dumpling that's like a ravioli, like dough with something inside, but a dumpling that's more like when you get chicken and dumplings, that's dough with the, the like a ball of dough. And in this case, there's some chopped up little shrimps in there, sometimes some whole tiny little shrimps in there. And they're very, very delicious. They look so much like scallops that somebody asked online, 
and and I was kind of expecting somebody to. Aren't I? I had said shrimp shoe may, and they were like, "I'm not trying to cause trouble because everybody knows I'm such a. <laughs> I I do not tolerate troublemakers." And she was like, I'm, "I'm not trying to cause trouble, but aren't those scallops?" And I had to say, "Well, they look just like scallops, but they're these shrimp shoe may." And uh, I asked at Yum Poke, and they do not make them in house. They are dumped out of a bag of frozen shrimp chumay and right into the deep fryer so they're nothing like special in terms of that like they ain't from mountain raised shrimp and made in house from scratch or whatever uh they're just something delicious that you can get at yum and i like them very much and my nephew enjoyed them as well so from there a quick and easy walk up to the s and w cafeteria Get on in. They are now closed on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, just to warn you. And they will be closed Tuesdays and Wednesdays uh, until the end of the winter season. So probably in May, they will be back open seven days a week. And uh, that's just like when I first moved to Asheville, the restaurants and stuff would close seasonally. Uh, sometimes not just for a couple of days a week, but for the whole like month or three weeks or something. And that that is making a comeback. Uh, places are closed in certain days of the week all winter, and some places are even will last winter. They took a week off and stuff like that. There's nobody who's closed all January, as far as I know, in downtown. But that's the way it used to be, and we've gone back to the way that it used to be to some degree. And that's probably not a great sign, economically speaking, but. That's the way it is, folks. But I went into the S&W with my nephew. We both got empanadas from Mikasa Criola. I know I talk about it a lot, but I really love it. It's Chef Santiago Vargas, his partner, Anna. They're wonderful employees. The beautiful S&W cafeteria building is very boisterous and loud and lively and gorgeous to be inside of. It's a historic vintage architectural wonder in the middle of downtown Asheville. And uh, the food was very good. I got me a shrimp and grits empanada. So I was kind of on a shrimp's kick by that point. I had had the shrimp chumay and the shrimp and grits. And a shrimp and grits empanada is like the best of both worlds. And Chef Santiago, he, I think he used a lot of butter in the dough for his empanadas because they're very, very buttery. And then for our third stop, I let my nephew decide. And he's been working downtown lately. Uh, he's a young electrician. He got he went to trade school and he got started and he's been hired by a big electric company around here. You'd all know the name if I could remember it, but uh, he's been working downtown, rehabbing one of the buildings right there on College and Patton. You know, it's got a door on College and another door on Patton. They're both sort of the front door. And uh He's been in there helping out rehab that, and he has been getting lunch at Zella's Deli right across the street on College Street, and he recommended that we get the pastrami Reuben, or no, I'm sorry, the pastrami cheesesteak, and so I was curious about that. I think they call it a pastrami Philly on the menu, and that that might anger up some people from Philadelphia. They're very, very, very touchy about what you can call a Philly and what you can't. So try to tread lightly around any Philadelphians or Pennsylvanians even. 
Um, but anyways, we got this thing and they very gracious. I, I mentioned that we were going to share it and they very graciously cut it in half and brought it out on two small trays instead of one large tray. They use little paper trays with little black or red and white checkered paper on the tray, like a little, you know, like a hot dog tray, almost very cute, very classic. I like that a lot. And it was great. We loved it. We ate it. It was nice and hot. The cheese sauce was all melty and stuff. It was, we chowed it and half of one, they, they're not big. They're not a big sandwich and half was a small bite and it capped off our little tour just perfectly. Um, I think I had some cookies at home or something, so we didn't get dessert and we just uh, hoofed it on home and we walked, we walked downtown from my house. We walked around downtown and we walked home and that right there is the Stu Helm diet plan. Uh, you walk everywhere and eat whatever the F you want. And you probably gain a little weight here and there and lose a little weight on the alternate days of the week. Um, all right. So do that with yourself, go on a little three person or a three stop food tour. That's the, and, and you know, that leads right into my next thing, which is unsolicited advice. I have some unsolicited advice for everybody, or as I like to call it on this show, unsolicited advice. And you'll have to imagine the doom and gloom organ music that accompanies that. And that is because the worst kind of advice is the advice that you never asked for. And here's some for you. And this one's not for the restaurants this time. It's for the eaters. And it's for the local eaters in particular. Get yourself downtown get yourself downtown y'all oh but Stu, the tourists they're they're few and far between these days there's not that many of them i mean it's a nice lively town but i don't know isn't that part of why you come downtown do a little people watching say hi to some strangers from oklahoma or whatever I mean, it's not elbow to elbow crushing like it used to be like in 2018, 2019. But but Stu, the, the traffic, the parking, parking is a breeze. On, on the days it isn't, turn around, go elsewhere. There's North Asheville's right there. The Earth Fair Plaza's not far away. You can go to Jamelli's. You know, like who, who cares if you can't, if the parking lots aren't open while you're downtown, and usually they are. And they tell you. there's You don't have to. It's not like, ah, I waited in line and there's no parking space. It says in bright, big, bright green letters right outside every parking garage in downtown Asheville how many spaces there are. Just walking past the ranking garage today. It's like 300 spaces there, I swear. Uh, and so, and, and the traffic, hey, you know, I guess the worst traffic is right at rush hour and whatnot and i don't know like what can i say about traffic it's y'all that have doomed yourselves to a world clogged with cars i don't own a car so traffic doesn't bother me and neither does parking unless i you know i, I get rides with other people patty and dawn uh but yeah i mean I, i'm walking everywhere riding my little electric bike so i try not to worry about that stuff so if you're if you're close by like if you're in north Asheville or the south slope or whatever or not south slope that's right downtown but you know south Asheville, and you're close enough just right or kenilworth let's say montford these neighborhoods you could ride your electric bike right downtown you'd be here in a second and you wouldn't be dying going up and down any hills so 
get downtown while you can. It's the off season and the tourists aren't here and the local restaurant tours are the same local restaurant tours you've always loved. And they would love to see you. I know it's a little expensive to go out to eat, but just do it every once in a while, but make sure you take advantage. Do it on a special night, go somewhere special. If you follow me on Facebook and whatnot, you'll know where to eat because I'm always posting pictures of food and telling you where I got it. And I primarily stick to downtown only because I live right next to it on, on South French Broad and I don't have a car. So I walk downtown and I eat and I work downtown and I eat for a living. So I work downtown where I eat. I eat downtown where I work, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, get downtown. That's my unsolicited advice. And um, I want to also just uh, give a little plug for myself and my food tours. Great Christmas gift is all I'm saying. Ashevillefoodtours.com. Say no more. There you go. Great Christmas gift. Take a food tour with me. I'll give you a great tour. Uh, the other day, here's an example of how great a tour can be. The other day, we went into a restaurant, one of our staunchest partners, and out come these little filet mignons for my freaking food tour. I was like, what? Filet mignon? And Chef hands one to me, beautiful sauce on it, and I carve in, I take a bite, it's like butter. Like, it's so freaking delicious. And here's what chef says to me. He says, yeah, uh, I ordered some short rib. And in comes a box from my meat purveyor. And it says short rib on the side. And it's got the order number and whatnot. And I open it up and it's filet mignon. It's not short rib. There's no short ribs in there. It's nothing but filet mignon. And I call my meat rep. And I say to him, hey, yo, you sent me the wrong stuff. I ordered the short rib. You sent me some filet mignon. And the meat rep said, keep the filet on the house. Here comes the short rib. You'll get it shortly. And then, the like, wow, how incredible is that? There's not enough of it to make it a regular menu item. And so I don't think we were the only people who benefited from the generosity of the chef and the meat purveyor themselves. But we were... We were a bunch of them because we were there with food tour. And that is how wonderful a food tour can be. So consider it. It's a lot of fun. And uh, another thing I want to say before I cut you loose and let you go is that I have been going to Session Cafe a lot. I've talked about it three shows in a row, I think. This is the third right here. And Session Cafe has a new chef, Chef Cheryl. Chef Cheryl has a very long name that I have a hard time remembering. And when I do remember it, I have a very hard time pronouncing it. So let's call her Chef Cheryl for now. Uh, and she is doing something really fun, something called Waffle Wednesday. Every Wednesday, waffles are featured on the menu. And I went in there just yesterday. Today is Thursday as I record this. And uh, I went in. I had a food tour coming up, but I went in to say hi and ask her how Waffle Wednesday was going. And I, I had eaten lunch already, and I knew I'd probably get some food on the food tour too. So I wasn't hungry, and I had this tour coming up, so I didn't have a lot of time. And I come in, and I say hi to Cheryl. She's very excited to see me. I recorded a TikTok video that you can watch on TikTok. I, it's been posted already. Um, and, uh, and she was excited to see me, and she said, you're here for a waffle. 
And I said, oh, I'm too full and I don't have time. And she said, no, you are here for a waffle. And she said, I'll make you a quarter of a waffle. And I was like, sold. And that's what she did. She made me a quarter of a waffle. And it was a pumpkin-based waffle, like pumpkin pie or pumpkin cake or pumpkin spice latte. I'm not sure. It was freaking good. I almost said a real F-bomb right there, which I don't allow myself to say on the podcast because then I got to bleep it out later on when I upload it to the radio station where you can't swear. Can't Still can't swear on the radio. And I, I agree with that. Nobody wants to accidentally... A lot of people really don't like swearing, and that used to kind of irritate me, but, you know, whatever. To each their own. Uh, but anyways, it's a, it was a pumpkin uh, waffle with a, a, quin, a quinelle. She made a quin, quinelle? Quinelle, yes, which a quinelle is a little scoop of butter shaped like a cone almost. It's shaped like a shell, like a seashell. Uh, very fancy, and she made a perfect one. And I don't know, maybe maybe it's not considered fancy. I consider it fancy, maybe because it's French and it's something they teach you in, in culinary school. Um, but she put a little quinelle of this um, creamy, buttery, cream, uh, sour cream type of thing on there. I don't even know. It, was, it melted. It was delicious. And then some, what were they? Uh, blueberries, I believe. Uh, some other stuff uh, on there. Some And then some um, maple syrup that was... Uh, Gosh, made with some local bourbon or some, I can't even remember. I'm all tongue-tied over how good this dang thing was. But get into Session Cafe in the Citizen Times building downtown. It's on O'Henry Avenue, that short little ab that runs on the west side of the Grove Arcade building. Citizen Times building itself is quite gorgeous. I know I just described it last episode. It's got a mosaic of the district on the, it's it's amazing. And there's art in there, wonderful art. Watch my TikTok video if you want to see some of the art. But get in for Waffle Wednesday and then all the other days of the week, uh, regular breakfast service and just deliciousness and say hi to Chef Cheryl and tell her, Stu sent you wherever you go. Tell them Stu sent you, whether I sent you there or not. No, I'll be honest. Tell them. Tell, if I didn't send you there, tell me why why you went. And I'll tell them why you sent me. I'll tell, I'll say, Jimmy Joe, Joe Bob sent me and you'll get the credit for that. But if I did recommend a restaurant to you and you go and I, I don't hate it if you were to tell them that I sent you, because that always spreads a little bit of love around in the world. And I like that. I like it when I spread the love and then the love spreads back to me, baby. All right. It's time to say goodbye. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you, WPVM 103.7 FM, the voice of Asheville broadcasting to the world for taking my humble podcast and turning it into a radio broadcast. I think that's pretty cool. And uh, thanks to my guests for being on. And folks, please check me out on social media. I am Stu Helm, food fan on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok and Substack. And by all means, find me on those platforms because if you ate something good, I want you to let me know about it. All right. Have a great week. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.